Gentlemen, 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 how are you? I want to do a little bit of an audio test here. Can you guys hear me? John, can you hear me all right, buddy? Can the gang hear me? Can I get a thumbs up? Can I get a thumbs down? Somebody tell me something. Come on, baby. You got me on audio, bro? Loud and clear? Www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. I can't hear you, boss. That's the only problem, man. Oh my gosh! Here we go again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Weather. We're struggling. I think we just saw a Nightmare Joe sighting. All right. Well, everybody, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode three hundred and forty-nine. I'm sure it's just a matter of moments before we get some of our audio situation under control. What I can tell you for sure, though, is, ladies and germs, is that there is a lot of work to be done here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And guess what? Nightmare Jones is scrambling. He's running. He's gunning. He went to go grab himself some cold beers, my man, Nightmare Jones. So, Jonesy, all I can say is, que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, as I work to try to get my audio going, bro, because I can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> Talk oh, to me, buddy. Man, I am drinking some uh, some uh, voodoo hooks, fruit sour punch. But it's like a fruit, it's like a sour beer. I don't know if you ever tried a sour beer, they're not too bad. And I'm also drinking a, uh, this is exclusive to Sheets. This is a uh, Goose Island Beer Company Project Scream Brew Scream. It's made with uh, strawberry and banana smoothie puree. So, man, I'm excited. All right, gentlemen, I think I'm here. Can you hear me as cloud, loud and clear as I can hear you guys? Give me a thumbs up, please. All right. Perfect. So sorry about that. So as you guys know, I've been out for several weeks, so I have to do this, and I got to do it properly. Hardcore Hoss, Nightmare Jones. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, brothers. How you guys doing, man? I'm so happy to be back. I'm doing absolutely amazing. I I'm doing great. It's good to be here. What are you drinking? And it sounded scrumptious. Founders All Day okay. IPA, my friend. Founders okay. All Day IPA. And listen, we are um we consider ourselves to be an adult show, so we are actively looking for a brew buddy or a palate partner. We want a beer, whether it be out in Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Missouri, Kansas. If you're a brewery in the area and you want to team up with the number one pro wrestling podcast in the country, make sure you guys hit us up over at WrestleTalkPodcast at gmail.com. We are more than happy to talk business with you guys if you want to get down and throw down. Jonesy, same question to you, bro. What the hell are you drinking? Man, I am drinking some... uh... Flying Dog Vicious Hook uh, Fruit Sour Punch, which is like a sour beer. I don't know if you like sour beers. It's actually really good. And I'm also drinking a beer that is exclusive to Sheets. And it's called Project Scream Brew Scream. It's Goose Island Beer. It's an IPA. It's got strawberry and banana smoothie puree. Oh, my gosh. What's the percentage on that puppy, bro? I got to know. 6.8%. 6.8%. Not bad, not bad. I'm over here rocking with a little six-pointer myself. JP, uh, what kind of, 
you know, green drink or a Starbucks drink are you sipping on over there at the uh, in the engineering booth, brother? I think he's drinking chocolate milk. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> no, just uh, Mountain Dew Zero. Mountain Dew Zero, there you go. Zero That's zero. no doubt about it. Well, allow me to welcome back in the members of the WrestleTalk family. I feel like it's been forever since I've been here. As you can see, been working behind the scenes to get some of the best guests in independent wrestling. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but my setup is like a little different. Kind of cleaned it up a little bit. And uh, this is what we're shooting for, guys. A lot of what I've been doing behind the scenes, along with some help from uh, Hardcore Hoss and our boy Dave Ruby, um, we've been working on trying to get our production up. Here pretty soon, I'll have uh, at my fingertips all the same drops and sounds that Hardcore Haas has. And you know what? That's funny because there's a drop that we should have hit that I think we need to hit whenever the night out comes on. And that's that famous Mexican yell. Hardcore Haas, why don't you go ahead and dig that thing up from the drop box and give me that good old Mexican yell, daddy. Yeah, I think that's one I may not have gotten downloaded yet. Well, can I get the shiki then? I, I think I need the shiki because we didn't have the Mexican yell. I think I need. Did it cut off? Ah, oh, damn it! It cut off. <laughs> Told you guys we're working on the technological aspect of the show. Why? Because we want to make it better for you, for the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Duh. Want to try it again, Hoss? See what you got. I like it. I like it. We just got to bring the volume down a little bit, but that was awesome. All right, guys. Well, listen, we got a lot to cover. I'm going to go and hit all the sponsors, including a brand new sponsor. You guys don't even know about this. We got a brand new sponsor, but it would not be a Wrestle Talk podcast if we didn't do what, Jonesy? What do we got to do? Do what we always do every single time. That's right, baby. Everybody, do me a favor and remove your caps. Place your hand over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country in God's green earth. That's America, damn it. Yeah. Oh, oh see, can you see? The land of the free. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye every single time. I'm telling you, it brings a tear to my eye every single time. Man, Renee, you missed last week's episode. We got to talk to uh, Chad from IPO uh, Sports Marketing about Celebfest 2. Man... You talk about a star-studded event that is going to be happening. Oh, my goodness. Bro, I want to get into that. But you already know, don't be a quick shooter like that kid on American Pie. All right? Let's get through our sponsors. We can definitely talk about that on the high spot segment, which the members of the WrestleTalk family are able to join. Hoss, why don't you educate people on how they can join the stream here tonight? If you'd like to join the stream, just – uh. Shoot myself a message, and I will be more than happy to send you over the link to join on join in with us. That's right. You can send that to the Night Owl. You can send that to Jonesy, to Haas. Uh, you can send it to any of our Wrestle Talk podcast platforms. Go ahead and send it, or you can even drop it here in the comment section on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. 
uh, Haas will be monitoring our social media platforms as well and uh, bringing you guys on as needed. Uh, with all that said, guys, let me go ahead and uh, give some kudos uh, to all of our wonderful and existing sponsors, including I-70 Sports Media, uh, Royal Mills Transportation, who I'm using next Friday as I'm making my way from Kansas City to Florida, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, headed by my buddy Dewan Mills, Rathbun's Engraving. By the way, guys, if you haven't had an opportunity to pick one up yet, please go out and grab your WrestleTalk podcast mug ASAP. That's $20 plus shipping. We put your name on it. And from what I understand, there are studies, right, Jonesy, that this makes your beer and pretty much anything you put in it tastes better. What's that percentage, just to be clear? Uh, 75%. 75% colder than a regular beer. You put I, thought it was, in? I thought it was 17.5, but hey, who's counting? <laughs> it's good shit. how many beers you drank out of it. I guess we're going to find out tonight, boys. <laughs> very, very nice. Also, King Cade, our new event home for all of our pro wrestling part watch parties over at the Oak Park Mall in Overland Park, Kansas. Painter's Dream Production, which, by the way, guys, I stayed up till like 2 or 3 in the morning last night updating our press release page. We are 100% up to date. I think we've got well over 200 press releases sure. archived. At the WrestleTalkPodcast.com, bro. It's freaking crazy. I'm going to be updating the posters soon as well, so you'll get a chance to see all the posters we've ever created. Now, when I said we had one more sponsor, I I wanted to save that for the end because it's something I'm extremely proud of. Guys, here locally, it's time to get back to partying, right? Whether you're here in the Kansas City area, in Missouri, or in Kansas, if you are looking for somebody to help plan your child, or as a matter of fact, a grown-up's birthday party, Make sure you hit up Me Fiesta Rentals. Just look them up on Facebook. As a matter of fact, do that right now. If you can send me proof that you went and liked Me Fiesta Party Rentals, we're going to have a prize for you here tonight. And as a matter of fact, I have another prize that's already being awarded tonight to our boy Aaron Wallace, who's always here supporting us. You uh, um, did something like a caption contest for us a few weeks ago. You're the winner, and we're going to be revealing that prize here in just a matter of moments. As a matter of fact, it's something we've been trying to get rid of for a long, long time. So, again, guys, welcome in our newest sponsor, Me Fiesta Rentals. If you're right here in the KC, uh, Kansas, or Missouri side area, make sure you hit up Me Fiesta Rentals and tell them that the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. What do you guys think? Cool new sponsor or what? That's awesome. Absolutely. Dude, they got costumes, they got like Spongebob, LOL, really, they're per, per, presently they're geared more towards kids, but trust me, if you want to have an adult theme party, hit up the girls over at Me Fiesta Rentals, and again, tell them that the Wrestle Talk podcast so, sent you. So what do you say? So what you're telling me is that if for your next birthday, I want to surprise you with the birthday, with the Spongebob birthday party, hit these people up and they can make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. These people, a.k.a. me, Fiesta Rentals. Yes, absolutely. And you tell them WrestleTalk Podcast sent you, and they're going to give you a hell of a deal. How about that, Jonesy? There you go. What I'm looking for, what I told them, is that they need to get a John Cena costume. Because people will sign up to have wrestling-themed birthday parties all the time, bro. And and I I know we all got feelings about John Cena, but the kids love John Cena. 
Yeah, daddy, you can't see me. <laughs> all right. With all that said, guys, it is time to do what we always do about this time. I know we got some music queuing up here by DJ Money. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 349. Let's get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spots segment. My check, my check. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Indeed. Well, Jonesy, I I got to jump right into it real quick. It was already pointed out to us by the members of the WrestleTalk family. By the way, guys, please share this broadcast. Aaron, make sure you hang on there because we have a special prize for you for supporting us and for winning the caption contest from a couple of weeks ago. But it was already pointed out to us that you guys are wearing the same shirt. So let's talk about that. John, you want to explain to us what the hell is going on? Are you guys... Like, uh, you guys trying out for the new edition of Twins or something? You're no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's Joe Pesci. I mean, see, or is it Danny DeVito? <laughs> I know y'all miss me. I know y'all miss me. No. Shots fired. Shots fired. If you from this area, you would know who the one and only Shane Malice is. And whoa, 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 whoa. We had Shane Malice on the show. What you mean if I was from this area? We I mean, well-traveled. Yes, Shane we Malice have. Has been, he's been scheduled twice, and both times he hasn't been able to make it. Bro, we, John. John, I remember making posters for Shane Malice. Please tell me we had Malice on before. I do know of one time you made posters for Shane, and something happened. He did not make it. Uh, but that's okay, because we do have him rescheduled. Coming up here very soon. Ah. Will be on the show. So is this shirt a teaser type thing? Because I like it. No, I it's like a, it. It's, it's Mike Tyson. And it's, I support Shane Malice. I support him. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great t-shirt concept. Shout out to Shane Malice. Somebody tag this man, whether it be on uh, Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook. Let him know that we absolutely got a lot of love for him and we cannot wait to have him on. But that said, let's go ahead and lead it off with some high spots, man. What do you guys got? Because I got a couple of things I want to cover as well. Man, like, like, like I said, last week you you missed the episode with with Chad from IPO Sports Marketing. Man, Celebfest 2 is looking to be like even bigger than the first one. I mean, I'm talking about he's got... Brett Baker, he's got Nyla Rose, he's got Dolby Allen's gonna be there, he's got freaking Sting, Sting is the headliner that is gonna Sting! be there. Now imagine that if if you pay your your money for your crab thing and you get to eat crabs with Sting, how awesome would that be? You get to eat crabs with Sting? Yes. What the yeah, hell is that? That's amazing. They're having a. Uh, it, it's a uh, uh, it, it's a, a crab fest and it, it's a hundred dollars and 
you sit at a table and one of the wrestlers that's scheduled to be there is going to be sitting at the table eating with you. So, so you get to eat crab legs with Sting is what I'm I mean, understanding. That's amazing. You don't know if it's <laughs> going to be Sting. Like it, it, it can be, it can be anybody. anybody. It can be anybody. Like like he's 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 hinting at bringing in uh, Alistair Black, Braun Strowman. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose. I mean, the the Killer Bees are gonna be there. Shout out to B. Brian Blair, man. B. B. Brian Blair. And the best part about it is, is breaking news. The Rest of Talk podcast is gonna be there ah. at Celeb Fest too. We've already got our table set up. It is. We are good to go. I'm excited. I know that Renee is excited. I know that Hardcore Haas is excited. I know that Hardcore Sis is excited. We're all excited. Oh, hell yeah. And I'll tell you what, bro. Um, I think later this year, there's another one. And I'm going to make an exerted effort to try to make my first trip over to your guys' neck of the woods. Because you guys have come into Kansas City, into the Midwest, and raised hell several times. So the way I look at it, it's my turn. So sometime this year, all of our fans out in uh, on the East Coast and the Eastern Panhandle, be on the lookout. The night out will be touching down, hopefully, God willing, before the end of 2021. So be on the lookout you know, for that, you man. Let us know, and we will have you set up to go to a WDWA show. And I guarantee you, you'll have one heck of a time. We can put three and sit you next to Hardcore Sis. She might bite you, but. You know. Nah, bro, me and Hardcore Sis, bro, we're like this, bro, we're tight. Jeez, we're like this, bro, we're tight. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Let's jump from that to something else because here in our area, in the Midwest, there was something to be very proud of that happened just this past weekend, gang, and that is former WWE Tag Team Champion, former MLW World League Wrestling Champion, the one and only Trevor Murdoch, faced off against Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you guys are familiar with Trevor Murdoch, even though you guys aren't necessarily from the Midwest. What does it say to you when a guy his age, with his ability, and the amount of respect that he has in the business, that he finally got the moment in the sun that I think every talent yearns for? The match that was built around you. Now, we could argue about how he handled the end of the match. Some people say that he turned heel. You can call it whatever you want. But how cool is it for a guy like that to finally be getting his due? I was personally, like from a fan's perspective, about as excited as I've ever been for a match seeing Trevor Murdoch face off against Nick Aldis. Right? It, it was absolutely awesome. And, you know... It's a shame that, that, that he didn't win, but it definitely did not look bad on his part. And I don't think that it's the last time that you're going to see Nick Aldis against Trevor Murdoch. I really don't. But you think they did enough to build that story to keep it going? Is that yeah, what you believe? Absolutely. I, see, I absolutely. think that too. Now, John, you may or may not have seen this, but Trevor Murdoch is probably in his 40s now. And you know what I like, Joe and, and John? They did something similar at the beginning of NWA uh, with Tim Storm. Uh, Tim Storm, obviously an NWA legend, multi-time NWA world heavyweight champion. But early on in NWA power, they gave him an opportunity to compete for that championship against Nick Aldis. And I think it opened up people's eyes, like myself, who had no freaking idea who Tim Storm was. Now, 
He's a little bit older, probably in his 50s now, maybe even early 60s. But it's amazing how NWA, what they do to try to highlight talent that many would say are kind of over the hill or past their prime. I love how NWA is putting the light on some of the veterans of the game. And in that same breath, I know you guys probably caught it, at least on your news feed. Um, Kuzichika Okada is no longer the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He, too, lost to another veteran of the game. Joe, how are you feeling about Okada losing the championship uh, to, uh, to Shingo? Man, it's, it's a big deal because, I mean, Okada is, like, huge in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, absolutely huge. Like, he is a household name in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And for him to, to drop the belt, man, it's just – it really says says something. And, you know, you know the, the uh, new uh, champion is – I'm sure is, is, is going to be uh, – be you know a, a fighting champion, and I can't wait to see the matches that that come out of this. And and I know that at some point, at some point, the former champion is going to be coming back to get that belt. Shout out, by the way, California's in the house, Missouri's in the house, West Virginia, Maryland, Virginia's in the house. A lot of people representing, guys. Make sure you hit that share button. We really, really would appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I don't care where you guys are at. If you want to jump on and talk any topic in pro wrestling, go ahead and let us know in the thread, and we will hook you up with a link, and you can come on and join us. Now, my question is a follow-up to that one, Jonesy, and it's for you, uh, Hardcore Haas. Now, it looks like New Japan and NWA are finding a way to acknowledge and recognize their vets. Many would argue that the WWE is doing the exact opposite, pushing out true-to-life veterans like Mark Henry and Paul White. Do you like the approach? Do you like all the recent releases? Because there are more rumors that there more may be coming. So I guess my question for you is, do you think or do you like the approach that WWE is taking in comparison to some of their competition where they're giving the OGs an opportunity to sit in the light once again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they are definitely... Uh, doing that and, and I, I think it's 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 absolutely awesome. I, I freaking love it. What about you, Haas? I like it when the older guys tend to get into the light. You know, it's it's awesome to see them still going at it. You know, so I, I think WWE has made some releases that it's going to hurt them in the long run. Mm. Um, I, I like the way I think a lot of them. They just don't know how to handle or what to do with. I mean, because you really look at it, and there's been a lot of them WWE have released that really haven't done much in WWE that people were like, well, big deal. They released them. But they've gone over to, like, AEW, and they've really made a name for themselves. So I think there's some that WWE just isn't sure what to do with or how to handle that giving them a fresh start just really seems to help them. Absolutely, and and I'm actually glad that that you brought that up because that ties directly into my next high spot segment. Carl Anderson from the Good Brothers went on to Twitter and was bashing the wrestlers that had been released from the WWE for thanking the WWE for giving them the opportunities. Basically, he was saying 
that you know there was no need for them to 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 thank the company that fired him. And in my opinion, the WWE is like a job. You never, never, never bash any job. Never. It, it doesn't matter if it's the worst job that you've ever had. You never bash it because you never know when you need to come back to that company. You, at, you know, so they were, 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 were humble. They, they, they thanked the WWE for, you know, giving them this opportunity to showcase their, their, their talents. And therefore, the door is always going to be open. And Carl Anderson seems to think that they shouldn't be thanking their company for firing them. And I'm like, mm, you know, what are your thoughts, Renee? Well, listen, here's my thing. To take a line from good old Bad News Barrett. Can we have a little bit of decorum here? A little bit of decorum. <laughs> shout out, by the way, shout out to big country Matt Stockdale. My man is a champion, both in the ring and in real life, and he's getting ready to get married here real soon. I'm still waiting for my invitation, Chico. The night I was not gotten his invitation. We're highly offended right now. But uh, all jokes aside, bro, we love you. Thank you for being here. And by the way, any of you guys want to come on and promote any upcoming shows, anything that's going on interesting in your career, in your life, or just any observations about professional wrestling that you want to share with the world, hit us up. We'll shoot you the link. We'll bring you on, and we'll have a great time. I promise. Now, let me transition to, to one other topic. Now, my – hold on. I'm getting a message here that we may have some breaking news. Jonesy, are you ready for the breaking news? Because my understanding is that you had something extra special for us here tonight. Something that we haven't done in quite a while. And I'll tell you what, I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's one of my favorite things that we do here on the show. Are you ready? I do. I am totally ready. Do All we right. have a breaking news drop? <laughs> Here we go. After decades behind of behind the scenes animosity and public war wars, wrestling personalities Jim Cornette and Vince Russo have reportedly buried the hatchet, so to speak, with a passionate, unhindered love making sessions. What began as an informal meeting between the two be <laughs> turned into a torn physical affair between the two men whose passion for pro wrestling was outweighed only by the habitual unknowledge passion for one another, proving that knowledge that opposites attract the sexual communication saw Cornette, a historian and, uh, and, and a Russian traditionist, express his love for Russo, <laughs> he can't even keep a he can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> when that finally sober, sober uh, another to be mortified what he had just allowed himself to do. Unwrapped Russo beside the head with the tennis racket. Dash out of the room and reportedly is now hiding somewhere in. The Smoky Mountains. So Jim Cornette and and Vince Russo have buried the hatchet in a love making affair. Jesus uh, okay. <laughs> according uh, to K News. According to K Now, do we have a Joey Styles drop right now? Because that feels so appropriate. Do we not have that on deck right now? <laughs> no, oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> 
That is terrible. What an awful way to close out the high spot segment. And, and I, I'll tell you what, though, uh, before we close out high spots, um, there is one other big bit of news uh, that's more of a rumor than news. That's why I'm saving it till the end. Mm. Um, the speculation continues to float around the pro wrestling world that a lot of these cuts uh, where, as a matter of fact, WWE had a banner year last year. They cut back on a ton of obviously operational expenses, still mm-hmm. kept all their network money. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the, people have always made the argument that they lose event, they lose money on the live events. The real money for them is on the network deals. Last year, they didn't have to run any live events. It was all network deal money. They're cleaning house. They're getting rid of old executives. What do you guys think? Let, let's just rate it from a scale from one to five, one out of five super kicks. How likely do you think it is that WWE sells, whether it be to NBC, Disney, or whoever it is, within the next three to five years, we'll start with Hardcore Haas. How likely from a scale of one to five super kicks? How many super kicks would you give it? I would say maybe a three. Three super kicks. So that's more than 50%, okay? Is it my turn? Well, I want to know why John thinks that, though. I think that's an interesting... uh, Well, that's actually less than 50% unless I'm looking at the scale wrong. Well, three out of five... Right, two and a half would be fifty percent. So oh, three sorry. out of five I'm would thinking, be like. I'm thinking one to ten. Yeah, no. I, well, I, I heard I heard you've been uh, you know doing natural remedies, so don't worry, bro. You ain't totally. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Okay, so let let's go backward then. So now that you know the scale is one to five, what would you give it? A one. A one. Okay, that's it. That's like fifteen to twenty percent chance. Okay, what about you, Jonesy, and why? I'm going to go with negative five super kicks because there is no chance in hell that Vince McMahon is ever going to sell the WWE. It's not going to happen. I think that the only reason that they're doing this is because they want to bring up some some more wrestlers from uh, NXT. They they want to you know add some new faces and they want to get rid of, of the wrestlers that they haven't really been using much. They didn't have much for and allow them to continue with their professional wrestling career and hopefully at some point come back. <sighs> Well, I'm going to give you guys my number and I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction. Shocker. I believe that WWE is no longer competing with other pro wrestling companies. As a matter of fact, I don't think they really ever have. Yeah. You could say that back in the WCW days that there was, you know, a two, three year window where it was kind of even. But let's be honest. That was it. These days, the WWE is competing against the likes of Hollywood professional sports and what I would call reality television. They dabble in all of these things. Unfortunately, they're not that successful at any of them. Um, Dark side of the ring, for example, getting far better reviews than these A and E biographies, which clearly have this man's fingerprints all over it. And there's a lack of genuine content coming from the WWE even when it comes to them doing these sorts of shoot programming. You're not going to get the full story from anything produced by WWE. You got to go somewhere else like Vice TV, in my opinion. I think the fact that WWE continues to be unwilling to really undress itself in front of its audience is detrimental. And I think Vince McMahon is slowly but surely starting to realize that. 
Here is the alternative. If he does not, if they decide not to sell to a bigger company, what's going to happen is New Japan, AAA, and AEW are all going to team up with better programming overall. Yes, they're leaps and bounds behind WWE right now on every aspect, on every single aspect, but the WWE has had a 60-year head start on AEW, and let's just be honest, friends, Father Time is definitely on Tony Khan's side and not on Vince McMahon's side. Even when we look at the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW won a majority of those. So here's why I believe there's about a three and a half out of five chance that the WWE sells because Shane McMahon doesn't look like he wants to be there. Stephanie McMahon doesn't look like she wants to be there as far as an on-camera persona. And unless the McMahons go back on TV, I think WWE is going to continue to slide. Not to mention that they're already potting off half of their content. Half of it is going to the WWE Network on Peacock, and the other half of it is going to networks like A&E. So I'm starting to believe that they're recognizing that they can no longer subscribe to the same old recipe because somebody else is doing it better. Let me give you one last example as we wait for uh, the Deathmatch Samurai uh, Akira to join us. I was watching AEW, and Jungle Boy, who is incredibly over, comes out. And what song does he come out to, gentlemen? Can anybody tell me? Oh, 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 that's right. So AEW is not playing the same game as WWE. And I'm not saying that AEW is the sole reason why WWE will inevitably sell. What I'm telling you is that they're just more in tune with what the fans want. They're not they're not embarrassed to spend the money on things that WWE would never get caught dead spending on. Who is the last wrestler that had an actual song that wasn't created by WWE? There's a quick trivia for you guys. Who was the last superstar that wasn't uh, that wasn't a WWE produced song that they had? Can anybody anybody out there? I don't know. That's kind of weird. CM Punk. Oh, okay. Who who are you thinking, John? I was gonna say the only one I could remember right off the top of my head was Hulk Hogan coming out to the Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> that's right, dude. So WWE continues to want to continue to operate in a silo. The, these rumors of them about them teaming up with New Japan Pro Wrestling and stuff like that, I don't see it happening because Vince McMahon is too much of a control freak. So you either control it all, or you control none at all. And at some point, Vince McMahon is going to get beyond the point where he can control it all. And the best bet is to sell the company from anywhere between four to six billion dollars. And the McMahon's right off into the sunset and never, ever, ever have to worry about dealing with live entertainment and a bunch of uh, unsatisfied fans, which is what pro wrestling fans are, in my opinion. Because I mean, give you guys, yeah, they are. Let me give you a quick example. Everybody is pissed off. Because we're getting Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley again, right? Everyone's like, again, again, right? But these same people are pissed off when we don't have long-term storytelling, which is why I personally prefer independent wrestling, because I think they're better at long-term storytelling. But what? You can't have it both ways, right, Jonesy? You can't be mad because they're booking the same guys over and over against each other, and at the same time be pissed off because they're not doing a good job telling long-term story. Those two things are completely contradictory. Does that make sense, or am I losing my mind here? No, you you make total sense. You absolutely make total sense, one hundred percent. What do you think, John? 
You make sense. And um, honestly, though, I believe that if they were to sell to a network, you know, like NBC, which is rumored, um, I think it would ultimately eventually be the end of WWE. Because, I mean, you know as well as I do, when you're watching uh, WWE on TV, it tends to go, you know, in peaks. They'll they'll watch for a while and it'll gain traction and then they'll just fall off. And once it starts to fall off, you know, just like a television show, NBC would just look and say, well, if it's going to fall off now, it's time to cut it. And I think that would ultimately, it may be several years down the road or a few years down the road, but I think if they sold it, it would be the end of the WWE eventually. Fair enough. Anything you want to add to that, Nightmare? Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, Haas is is, is, uh, is right. I mean, you know, the, these companies like NBC and stuff, you know, if something's not working out and and the the uh, ratings aren't aren't there, they're not afraid to, to drop. Even if it's it's a successful show, they are not afraid. One hundred percent. Well, your guys are both absolutely right. I'm glad that we can agree on that. Um, before we move on to our first featured guest of the evening. Let me again remind you guys that we do have a brand new sponsor. Thank you, Assad. I saw you went and gave them a like. Uh, Me Fiesta Rentals here in the greater Kansas City area. Uh, right now it's curtailed for kids' birthday parties, but eventually they'll be able to do a grown-ups, uh, a grown-up parties as well. Uh, character themes, uh, meet and greets, uh, posing for pictures, cake cutting, singing happy birthday. They'll decorate for you. This is a great, great company that is locally owned. So, again, somebody out there is going to like Me Fiesta Rentals on Facebook. Send us some proof that you did so, and we will give you a prize courtesy of the WrestleTalk podcast. Um, well worth it, guys. Well worth it. Let's right. support local in any, every single way that we can, whether it be professional wrestling, party planning service. It doesn't matter. If you can support local, go to your local breweries, forget Starbucks, Go get pizza at your local pizza spot. Forget Pizza Hut. And let's be real, guys. Would you agree? Usually the local stuff is better than the national brand stuff in most cases. Would you guys not agree with that? Absolutely. 100, 100%. Like, for instance, in, in my area, if I want pizza, I'm not going to go to Pizza Hut. I'm going to go to, like, a, a local uh, pizza place down the, the freaking road, you know, not a big chain, you know, so the local places are always better than the, than the national places. Always. I could not agree anymore. And you know what? I'm hearing that our guest is on, um, is on deck and ready to go. So let me just go ahead and make this announcement. I've tried many, many times to give this away and have been unsuccessful. And finally, this Matt Cordera or Cordara, depending on how you guys pronounce it, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, autographed and certified picture, is going to our fan Aaron Wallace out of the St. Louis area. Not only is he here every single week to support us, but he also won the caption contest from a couple of weeks ago. So, Aaron, make sure you hit up the show. Send us your address. We'll get this thing out to you um, no later than next week. And, uh, And I'll tell you what. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll tell you what, 
You have absolutely earned this, my friend. So thank you for being a longtime supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast, and, man. And the cool thing about that is that Matt Cardona is getting ready to. I don't know what he's thinking. Like he's he's gonna be facing Nick fucking Gage at Game Changer Wrestling. Like Ooh. I don't know what he's thinking. Like he's getting heat for that too because they don't right? think he can wrestle like that. Oh my goodness, that's. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man, indeed. Well, I can't wait to talk about that next week. Well, with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is time to welcome in our first featured guest of the evening. Jonesy, it looks like you need some coffee, my man. So I'm going to let you finish off this introduction. I know you've been working all day, bro. Why don't you do us a favor and finish introducing our first featured guest of the evening? Absolutely, that would be my freaking pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to bring in the Deathmatch Samurai, Akira. Akira has spent many years exciting professing wrestling fans with his high-energy style of pro wrestling. This man is no stranger to the Deathmatch Wrestling. He's competed with such professional wrestling promotions as Grindhouse Professional Wrestling, IWA Deep South Wrestling, Wild Championship Wrestling Outlaws. I mean, I'm talking about if you look up Deathmatch Wrestling, you are going to see the man, Akira. He has faced the likes of Neil Diamond Cutter, the face of, of, of Jake Chris. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to, this weekend, go to see my first ever Deathmatch live and get to see Akira. I'm excited. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's let's ixnay that IWA Deep Cell stuff, though, man. Ugh, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's cross that one off the list. Hey, we'll we'll talk to the press release guy here in a few minutes. But Akira, <laughs> welcome, sir. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for making time for us. Yeah, man, not a problem. Let's uh, go back to the gym, relaxing. Uh, the dog is wandering around, and I'm just chilling, getting ready for uh, this weekend. All right, well, let's start. Let's let us let us start there, bro. And Joe, if you don't mind, I'm gonna jump in here first. So, for, first thing, what kind of dog do you have, and why? I'm always curious as to why people have the uh, dogs they have. Okay, so my dog is a Shiba Inu. You know, he's, he's the he's the Doge meme. Uh, got him because well, Korean Japanese dude, and we, I wanted a smart dog. I, I'm used to having like bulldogs, things like that. Love bulldogs. I was like, I want a dog that's a little bit smarter. I don't have to think for them so much. And then I got the dog that thinks way too much for itself. <laughs> it's like having a two-year-old and a 15-year-old at the same time. He's he's super childish, but he's super smart too. Like he's figured out how to open the, uh, the sliding door to the patio and he, him and the cats, I'll just come home one day and he'll just, they'll both be, I'll just be out there just watching the traffic drive by. And I'm like, why? Wow. It's, it's pouring raining. Why? Why? Because Doge, that's why. Yeah, he, he's a great dog. He's super smart. Uh, he's uh, my girlfriend's ESA. Um, super great dog, just way too smart and super annoying. He normally sits like right behind here, but he, he's wandering around pouting at the moment. Well, he'll, he'll pop in eventually, man. That's awesome. And you kind of already answered my question. I'm always curious. I know you're a guy that, that goes and hits the road quite a bit. I know last year was a little crazy for everybody. What do you do with the pup when you're out of town? Does your girlfriend watch him? Do you have uh, do you have to take him to PetSmart? How do you do that? 
Well, so sometimes he'll come with me on the road. Uh, she's also a wrestler too. So sometimes she's on the road either. Um, but he's never really home for like home alone for like more than a day. We always have someone that he, that he either stays with or, uh, that comes check on him whenever we're not home for too long. Uh, we're super, super like protective of our animals. Like there's, and he only likes like two or three other people in the world other than his mom and I. (laughs) So he generally goes to one of those other people. Um, it, but like for Atlantic city, he's going to be, he's going to be with us in Atlanta and uh, in Atlantic city for ICW no old part. So, um, but the other ones that are home are like the guinea pigs and the cats and like, you just give them food and they're fine. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. That that's freaking awesome. Well, I know we all have dogs. Uh, we're, we're big fans of dogs of the whole crew here. So I, I want to make sure to, to ask you about that. Cause I know they're so important in our lives. Uh, the follow the following question I wanted to ask you, bro, is you talked about your Asian descent. Yeah. Uh, obviously it plays into your character and the poster behind you. I was going to ask you about that, man. How are you able to kind of entwine your, your Asian American culture into the development of your character? I'm always curious about that. Okay. Yeah. One second. Let me hey, puppy. Uh, that, I, thought, oh, I thought that was a dog. It's your headphones. You threw me off there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just that yeah, the, my bike started freaking out. So I'll put on my, uh, my, oh, these things all have headphones. Crap. I forgot they changed that. No sweat, they, bro. They, that's the worst part about Android is that they changed how, uh, they have, they don't have headphone speakers anymore. Bullshit. But, uh, let me do this. If this will work. Maybe. <laughs> Damn, our sound guy's out of control, bro. Don't worry about him. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Okay, so um, when it comes to, like, my Korean Japanese, because I, I never really wanted to be um, a super stereotypical, like, Oh, you got to put the face paint on that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think that's o- really overdone. And you go to a lot of like the really shindy shows. You always have that one guy that's faking being Japanese with the face paint on. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. Um, it's, I wanted to do it more subtle because I love guys like Antonio Inoki. I love Minoru Suzuki, Shibata, Pancrase, uh, Sakuraba and pride, you know, like, those were my kinds of guys. So I wanted to incorporate that kind of styling in what I do. And then I didn't really think it, you know, it was going to work in death matches, but here we are. And I do all that, re- the same stuff in death matches. And now that I go and do regular matches, people seem shocked that I like, wow, you, you're really technical. And I'm like, I do it in glass guys. It's not anything <laughs> different. <laughs> it's, it just, there's no glass. <laughs> um, so I just, it's more subtle things. Um, like I, I really appreciate um, Japanese wrestling and European wrestling's uh, more subtle storytelling. So I, I try to do that more with like facial expressions and just things long term. And but there's one thing that I do do that's stereotypical, and ironically, it came from uh, Animal. When I first started wrestling three years ago, um, I was at a show with the Animal, and he told me he's like, "Bro, I love what you do." So my LOD, LOD Animal. Yes. Oh, my God rest his soul, man. We love it. We yeah, love God it. Well, yeah, he, 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 he lived in Indiana, too. So, like, I saw him a couple times. And nice. he told me, because uh, when I was, like, four, four or five, he was at, like, a local show that I was at. And I never told him this. So, I, you know, I, never, I don't get to now. But he was, he was one of the first guys I ever met at, like, a local indie show when I was a kid. Um, but he told me, he's like, I should be kind of like Muda and I should do, like, the Bloody Mist. The mist. And I was like, no, it's too stereotypical in my head. No, no, no. And, you know, here I am three years later, and I, I was like, man, he was kind of right. 
it now was. I use, I use that, and people are like, whoa, that's so cool. I just don't expect it. And a lot of people are well, like. A lot of young fans have never seen it, bro. You got to think about that. It's that, but it's also because I, and I, get, I, I only do it when I'm bloody. Because, like, that's, that's another thing of, like, the bloody mist only comes when I'm covered in blood. So people think it's my own blood. I'm just spitting at someone. So it, it's, got layers, it's got layers of grossness to it. Nice. <laughs> um, but th- that's one of the more, like, major things other than, you know, me coloring my hair and looking like a J-pop, K-pop kid. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Hey, those kids are getting Happy Meals, bro. Don't hate. Them boys hey, are man, doing it. They're selling they're tickets. They're, they're, helping, yeah. they're helping me sell tickets. I can't really <laughs> complain. <laughs> That's good shit. Well, Nightmare, I know you were supposed to go first, bro. It's just I've been off for so many weeks. I'm sorry. I'm a little overexcited. I apologize. Why don't you jump in here with the uh, the Deathmatch Samurai, bro? Oh, absolutely. So I guess that the number one question is how do you prepare yourself for – a death match. I know that you don't just do death matches, but that's what what a lot of people like. I guess yeah, put you into is just how do you uh, prepare for a death match? Like get ready to go through like panes of glass and barbed wire and oh my goodness, it's a funny thing because my preparation that I do for death matches I now do for regular matches. And so I come out with that same energy every time, and a lot of people aren't ready for it nowadays. Um, especially the past couple months, I've kind of grown up a little bit. I've become a, lot, a little bit more serious um, in my uh, mannerisms, my stature. But generally, I just I sit there and I really think. I I really focus on what I'm about to do. It's kind of like meditating, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then right before, like maybe five or ten minutes before I go out, I just I sit there. I mutter to myself. I get amped up. You'll some. Um, People see me like punching myself in the face, just getting amped. So when I come out, I'm ready to go. Adrenaline's pump pumping. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get in a fucking fight. Um, that's my yeah. That's my normal thing now for any match. Uh, it, like a lot of my deathmatch stuff has carried over into my just my pure wrestling, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty great. Like I wouldn't be the wrestler I am today if it wasn't for deathmatch wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what is your go-to song to get you pumped up for your matches? I know that everybody listens to songs, but what is your number one song? That's a great question. It, I mean, it kind of depends. I don't want to, like, there's a couple. Obviously, one's my, my theme song, Fight to Survive, because it's, it's such a fucking great tune. It's blood sport. If you don't get, like, ready to fight listening to the blood sport theme, you're kind of fucked in the head. Um, but I mean, it, it varies like Judas Priest, um, nice. stuff off their, their new album, Firepower. Love that fucking album. Uh, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, uh, some motor, like Motorhead Overkill, especially like I've been listening to a lot of Overkill lately and just, they, they really like get me in the zone. Um, like th- that's, so that's the kind of stuff. Like I'm really, I love all kinds of music, especially like proggy stuff. I'm that pretentious shit. It's pretty mm-hmm. great. Like I'll listen to like Steve I albums and like be in my happy place. But when it comes to getting ready for a match, I want something like really strong, fucking straightforward. Um, Rest in Peace is another album I'll sit there and I'll just listen to and it'll get me ready to go. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have a really, really big event coming up this weekend. And so how are you getting prepared for this, this Masters of Pain? Because... This is my my first ever Masters of Pain, and from what I've seen, 
this is like no joke. Like like some of the the best wrestlers have won mm-hmm. the Masters of Pain. I mean, you 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 could be going up against wrestlers like Slack and and Jimmy Lloyd and mm-hmm. Alex Cologne, who just won a deathmatch tournament himself. Like yes. so. How are you gonna be prepared to like face these guys? Like, I wouldn't want to face Slack. Like, that man scares me. <laughs> see, uh, see, I'm I'm the stupid guy. I've wanted to fight Slack for three years, and it was supposed to happen this year. And it, I was so sad that it didn't happen. And people are like, you, you were sad, and I go, yeah, I really want to punch Slack in the face. <laughs> but um, it's. Ever since I got COVID and I lost out on all like all those mania opportunities, um, I've really had kind of a fire under my ass mm-hmm. um, when it comes to just getting back in the conditioning and whatnot. Um, these past couple months, I've really been doing a lot more uh, traditional wrestling just so I can sharpen up my or sharpen up my skills and try new and different things just to be ready for when you do that same shit in the glass. Yeah. Um, when it comes to tournaments too, it's, it's another beast because you have to, you don't want to go out there and have a fight for 30 minutes with some guy and, you know, have a great epic barn burner that some people want to do because you've got two or three more after that. You have to go out there and you have to fucking fight to win. Um, when it, I, I mean, I've done that with uh, the Southern sickness cup uh, two years ago when I went to the finals, I think I did one, I fought it four matches. So four matches of glass barbed wire, whatever you name it um it's you just got to be ready to go you got to be ready to, to fight and you got to be ready to kill these dudes fast and especially the guys in this tournament it's not there are no you know casual guys that are maybe they're having their first couple death matches this these are all legitimate killers these are some of the baddest motherfuckers in the country mm-hmm. and they're all threats in their own special and unique way and they're some some of them i faced you know i'm wrestling john wayne murdoch you know the icw Deathmatch champion in the first round in a barbed wire match. I've got to be ready to go. It can't be the kid from last year that everybody loved. The kid's got to grow up a little bit because if I don't, they're going to go in there. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to lose. Right. Right. Very good answers. All right, well, Renee, I know that, that, that you have a couple more questions. So why don't you come in here with whatever other questions that you have for the Samurai Deathmatch Dude, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. And I do want to make sure that everybody has the necessary information. Um, You know, when you're talking about a weekend of professional wrestling that is not to be missed, uh, IWA East Coast is absolutely on fire. And by the way, I know we haven't done this so far yet tonight, but mega shout out to the homie Pondo. Because Pondo is always hooking us up, bro. So let, let me tell you kind of what, and it's not just Pondo, obviously it's the whole team. But June 11th, Zero G Crown. June 12th at 1 p.m., Girl Fight. You know, we had Charlie Krul on. Uh, we had a couple of the other ladies from that event on as well. Uh, Mickey Knuckles has, has been a guest on the show, and you guys know how much we love her. And then June 12th at 7 p.m., Masters of Pain. So if you're a wrestling fan and you feel like you missed out, G. Raver, by the way, is going to be in the, in the house at, uh, at Masters of Pain, a uh, former guest of the show as well. But if you're trying to get caught up on a year's worth of wrestling, this is a great place to get started, in my opinion. Not to mention that some guys that we know here in the Midwest are going to be there as well, including Jason Kincaid and that motherfucker Gary J, who everybody here in the Midwest has nothing but love and respect for. So 
I guess uh, that leads me into this next question. Um, Akira, you had a lot of incredible matches thus far, and you've obviously are going into another incredible show slash match at tournament with this Matches of Pain. Do you have one that sticks out as potentially your favorite so far in your career? And do you have one that you feel was like a total dud? Because even the best comedians, they strike out. You've heard Jerry Seinfeld say it. You've heard Dave Chappelle say it. What about you, man? Highs and lows as far as matches go. Can you share? Uh, I mean, when it comes to highs, there's just like it's like music. Um, there's just so many different kinds of matches that I've had that all stand out to me in different ways. Like, right. especially my run last year at, I, at ICW, you could kind of like just pick your pick your pick your poison, pick your favorite one. Uh, I mean, obviously the one kind of dud that people you know people know is me and Ocean. Uh, there were a lot of extraordinary circumstance, circumstances that went into that. I don't really want to. It's not. It's it's done. It's whatever. Uh, that's the one I feel like it was the weakest out of them all, despite all the the hype and the build up. Uh, but I mean, honestly, when it comes maybe the match, there's the match with Reed, uh, the match with you know Tremont, help Murdoch, Mur- Murdoch um, Mur- and I was like this crazy like mix of uh, American wrestling and uh, Japanese wrestling. It was very just brutal. Um, Cologne and I, Eric Ryan and I, Eric Ryan and I was like, a, like pancreas and glass. It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, hell, even like uh, my match with Mickey Knuckles from AWR. Like if you guys haven't seen that, I'd look into that. That was pure fucking insanity. We were just beating the shit out of each other. Just a lot of different matches that I really enjoy. A lot of variety that I enjoy. Um, I mean, there was a match re- I had recently at Crux Wrestling. Um, against uh simon gotch that i i personally think is one of the best of my career and it was just a pure technical wrestling match that's it um just lots of different stuff that i really enjoy uh hell uh my match with uh yoya who's on you know gcw jcw um our our uwfi match is something that stands out to me lots of different things that i just enjoy about all these different matches I, i can never say i've had one particular favorite because each one has done something for somebody no doubt yeah i guess it's really up to the fans right yeah like i i I, as long as i go out there and the fans enjoy it and i like at the end of the day people praise it and they're you know they do what they do and they they share it and it helps it helps that person i wrestle it helps the promotion that i'm working for that's aces in my book like when that my match with mickey came out and like the Japanese people were like sharing it, liking it. It was crazy. You know, that's, a, that's just a promotion that I, that's the place where I had my first death match in America and I nearly died at. And now my matches with them are kind of getting shared, you know, across the seas. Cool to me. Dude, that's bad as shit. All right. Well, with a little bit of time we have left, we want to do two things. We want to play a little word association, and then we're going to get into a segment called High Spots. I'll have Joe explain that when we get there. So okay. I'm just going to throw out a name. Some of these guys you've already mentioned. I'm going to throw out the name, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Again, guys, Masters of Pain, June 12th in Charleston, West Virginia. Team Wrestle Talk will be at that motherfucker. So make sure you come over and say hello. Hardcore yeah. Hoss will be there. Hardcore Sis will be there. And, of course, Nightmare Jones will be there. You ready for Word Association, though? Let's do this. All right. Let's do it. First name, Alex Cologne. Uncle. <laughs> John Wayne Murdoch. Uh dad? <laughs> <I guess. laughs> 
<laughs> nice. I can't wait to really go back and watch this. Well, uh, here, uh, let me go. Let me do this one real quick. If I want to be honest, it'd be John is dad. Alex is like mom or other dad, and I'm the I'm the kid in the middle of them arguing. <laughs> Kira in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next name, Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, brother. All right, Nolan Edward. Uh, twin brother. <laughs> Right. Now, uh, for those who saw the poster, he was supposed to be here. He had some scheduling conflicts. We're going to reschedule and get him on later on, guys. So don't be yeah. disappointed. Nolan will, will join us down the road. Actually, uh, Nolan, best friend. That, that's the best, even better, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next name, G. Raver. Uh, mentor? I, yeah, Mentor. What did you What did you think about him and that injury and everything that happened, man? Is is his recovery something to behold or what, bro? I know that we're a big fan of his as well. So yeah, he he's come back. He's come back better than ever, and he came back with probably one of the best rivalries on independent wrestling. That's the way to do it. Like nothing but I'm happy that he's back. It was it was one of the coolest things when I first uh, when I had had that match with uh, Peter B where I almost died. He was legit one of the first people to, to come in and check on me. He was like, are you okay? So the fact that here I am and I, I consider him a peer and one of the guys I can, I can ask questions to is cool. Being a peer with Dream Raver must be freaking badass. I'll tell you that. Two with names- all these guys is badass. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Two names left. Um, and this guy, and, and I say this 100% respectfully, so Shane asked us to change the poster. And I was like, and I was like, hey, dude, it's all good. Like, I, you know, the the reason he wanted us to change the posters, what I found, oh, no, music, he said, bro, the other guys got their tongue out. I want to keep the vibes. Here's a picture with. <laughs> I said, hey, you're Shane. We we were here. We're here to serve. No problem. So about a half hour later, I said, we love the new poster. Which, by the way, I think the poster came out better than the first one. Anyway, so good call by Shane. I, I, I'm with him. So what what word association would you put behind Shane Mercer? Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Wait, in your line of work to be calling someone crazy, that's crazy, bro. I've known Shane's basically since I started, and if you ask anybody around him, they will say the same fucking thing. Crazy. <laughs> Well, he's due in in about 30 minutes. I cannot wait. (laughs) Good shit. All right. Last name in word association. This may be the toughest one so far. And here it is. Akira. Uh. Uh. Do I want to jerk myself off? Do I want to bring myself down? Do what you Um, want, baby. This is your time. I don't know. I don't want to be like on the future. That's so cheesy. <laughs> uh, um, reliable. The dude, the, the reliable um, warrior fighter. I think, I think fighter. That's the best one. That's the best thing I could say. Reliable fighter. Why not too? Yeah. shit? Like I said, yeah. it's your time. You do both. And, and yeah. I'll tell you what, just to, just for the sake of relatability, I do not believe that the wrestle talk podcast has the best production in the whole wide world. I don't think we have the best host in the whole wide world. Now, I would argue that we have the best guests in the whole wide world. But what I'm saying is I don't necessarily believe we're the most talented, but we by far are the most consistent. This is show 349, Akira, if you can believe it. That's a lot of fucking two-hour podcasts, buddy. Yeah. Do the math. That's a lot of show. That, to me, is probably the biggest compliment that you can give yourself. Consistency. Reliable. Yeah. That's a huge thing because a lot of guys in this business, you know, come in, great talent, great look, flash in the pan. Six months later, they're gone. You never hear from them again. Yep. So that's I, a huge compliment. I am independent, like, 
the, the Indies need more stars to drive it. Like we need more guys like mid two thousands Samoa Joe, Brian mm-hmm. Danielson, those kinds of guys. We need more guys like Nick. Like Nick is someone who has been constant in the, in the independence. Also, I would add one more word. Um, th- this will be kind of a you know jerk myself off a little bit. I am very handsome. I'm going to say that. There you go. Well, the ladies <laughs> on the live stream agree. We've actually been getting some of that. Yeah. So there you go. What? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, uh, we're going to bring Hardcore Haas in here because he's got. A little bit of a drop for us. Before he hits that drop, though, Joe, why don't you go ahead and explain to the uh, Deathmatch Samurai exactly what the high spots, oh, I'm sorry, with the Shoot and Shout segment yes. is all about. So the Shoot, the shoot and Shout segment is basically your opportunity to get anything you need to get off of your chest. Whatever is pissing Akira off. Whether it's somebody doesn't use their turn signal, there's too much air in a bag of potato chips, whatever it is that pisses off Akira. I'm going to go first. We're going to have the night owl go next, and then you're going to follow it up. So, uh, Hulk Haas, go ahead and play the music, and we'll get the shooting sound segment going. This is going to be good, bro. Return to the D was imminent. Step into the mic, it's like a brand new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't fuck with me. I'm stepping out the shadows. I'm walking overloaded. I'm ready to explode. I've lost all self control. Setting these skills like I Yeah. By the way, by the way, Joe, all original music here on the show. Shout out to Remy Ricks and shout out to all our Juggalo fans out there, bro. Much love to y'all. Respect. Nice. So I'm gonna go ahead and go first and my shooting shout is the same exact shooting shout from last week. Why does everybody have to boo Nightmare Jones when he gets into the ring and he referees? All that I hear is booze, 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 booze from every single person. Even from you, hardcore hoss. Even you boo me. And I'm sure if the night out, he would boo me. Everybody boos Nightmare Jones. I'm sick and tired of it. You need to respect Nightmare Jones. Or I'm going to get some of my favorite wrestlers, such as the Snitch, Rick Maverick. We're all going to take over the WDWA because you're going to stop booing Nightmare Jones. You still haven't learned to count to three. (laughs) (laughs) Man, poor refs get it the worst. All right. Well... My uh, shoot and shout, guys, is um, it's kind of partially wrestling related. It's kind of not. So the first part of it is I'm a Miami Heat fan. Yes, I also have a Lakers jersey. Don't judge me. But I'm actually a Miami Heat fan. And getting swept and the amount of hate that I got on social media for just supporting my team. I'm like, yo, I'm not even hating on your team. I'm just supporting my team, bro. They called me all sorts of things. They was talking about my mama. They said I need to get back on the raft, even though I swam across when I came here from Mexico. That's neither here nor there. Damn it, people are mean on the internet when your team loses. Number two, for those wrestling fans that I was talking about earlier, you non-content crybaby pieces of crap. How are you going to be mad about Lashley and McIntyre again, but two weeks ago you were bitching that they don't know how to do long-term storytelling. What do you want them to do? 
Guys, the same people that are bitching about one thing, when the company tries something else, they bitch about that as well. There are some people that will never be content. It drives me crazy. Why can't we just sit back and enjoy the effing show? Jeez freaking Louise. That's my shooting shot for tonight. Death Samurai. Why don't you go ahead and hit a home run, baby? What you got for us? What pisses me off? Uh, Honey, what pisses me off? She's not answering. Um, (laughs) What pisses me off? Oh, I got it. I got it. Here Here we go. Uh Hey! Hey! (laughs) Why is it anytime I need to go do something, you need to go outside? You need to go outside. Every time I trust you to do something and just behave, be a good dog, you let the cats out and you let them escape the apartment and I got to go chase after them. I'm never going to go on I'm going to do. I think this is the first time we've ever had somebody do a shoot and shout on their dog. Oh, <laughs> okay. Never oh mind. All, all is forgiven now. <laughs> Go back to your baby. Oh, oh my goodness. Hey, listen, I've I've said this for a long time. Dogs and girls, as soon as the tongue comes out, all is forgiven. <laughs> oh man, my bad. My bad, my bad. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Wow, sorry, sorry. I had to, bro. Hey, I'm from Florida. That's all I can say. I'm from Florida. It's my excuse. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, before we let you go, Kira, just two things, man. Number one, promise us – well, actually, number one, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, brother. Please promise us that you won't be a stranger. I will never be a stranger. I'm a awesome. very special guy. Yes, you are. <laughs> number two, why don't you tell all the wonderful members of the WrestleTalk family what you got coming up and how they can follow you on social media? Okay, let's go in with the social media. You can follow me with at the Akira way. It sounds exactly the way it is. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything with that. Um, I have my Patreon. <laughs> it's all linked on there. And what I have coming up, obviously, I have Masters of Pain this weekend. I have uh, next week, I have Pro Wrestling Trainer Act versus Gary J, which will be hard-hitting as hell. Um, I would suggest either coming out and watching it or getting it on SmartMark Video whenever it does come out. Okay. And the week after that, I have my three-day, four-match run, five-match run um, at, with ICW No Holds Barred with Reed Bentley, Tony Deppen, the Notorious 187 Homicide, and then finishing it off with John Wayne Murdoch. That's me for June. Wow. Busy, busy, busy. guy. Yeah, no, indeed. Uh, Hoss... Uh, why don't you go first thing you, Josie, man? Why don't we uh, thank Akira, and uh, hopefully, you know, if he enjoyed it, he'll come back with us next time. John, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye? Thank you very much for uh, for coming on and yeah, man. Being, being our guest. We really enjoyed the interview, and look forward to actually getting to see you this weekend. It's going to be a blast. Yes, sir. And uh, like I said, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, I can't wait to – to get to meet you the, this weekend, and hopefully I'm going to get everybody to sign my AEW belt. <laughs> that belt has been signed by some some famous wrestlers, and this weekend will be signed by even more. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, baby. Love it. Well, Akira, man, from the Night Owl, Nightmare Joe's Hardcore Hoss. Again, man, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, you and your beautiful pooch and your lovely girlfriend. Man, you guys are welcome on any time, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, not a problem. Thank you, guys. 
You got it. We'll catch you soon. Adios. Well, 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 gentlemen, the Night Owl is back and we're on a freaking roll. Shout out to all the people that have been chiming in tonight on the chats. Thank you, John. Thank you, Joe. We've still got about another 45 minutes of the show to do, but we're going to do a quick break. John, let's go ahead and do two minutes so we can all go drain the main vein. And we'll be back with part two of episode 349 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We'll see you guys in two minutes. Jam perp with a chicken no breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Had to get up in your face, you know, creeping. But you gotta be from my town just to know that. All brand new, no need for a throwback. Tell where you're from, but don't be dumb. Didn't even know I said that I won. Keep grinding, no rewinding. I will ace life like it's one big assignment. Young Max Saga, hotter than lava. Never tripping on them haters, cause they ain't hot was a hustle, I swear I'm just like him. Girl, put your in my face while I like him. Hey, big heads, but I love big faces. My name is Victorious, I already tasted it. I'm up, trying to get it when it comes to that import. I, I got it because I'm plush, baby. Young Reese, he's way too much lately with the man. Feeling crazy, what's up, baby? Casey's the place where I'm at. Where they get hit with the mag, they get stabbed in the back. I, I could pull along with a link up pack. Eating neck and beans like they some type of snack. And then I hit the club, see the people moving. I be chasing paper while some people still snoozing. If you ain't winning, must mean you're losing. That's taking L's and that's something I ain't doing. I'm a straight winner from beginner, you should know that. From the killer city, so you know I gotta show that. Be the Kush masters, break it down and roll that. Trying to get some racks after that, get some more racks. Shout out to Remy Ricks for the intro music for the shoot and shout segment. You know what, Haas? This has been such an incredible show so far. And, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Not only did I come back to a show with some incredible guests, I also came bearing great news. Again, guys, 
please go over to my or me Fiesta Rentals on Facebook. Give them a like. We're going to be selecting somebody who can send us proof that they like the page. Just a screenshot will do. Go ahead and give them a like, okay? And uh, we'll find a way to send you uh, send you out a gift courtesy of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Why? Because our fans, our followers, our listeners are absolutely the best fans in the whole wide world. I know you guys are going to support local like you do in your area. We're trying to do the same thing here in Kansas City. So if you guys could go over and make sure you give them a like, I would be eternally grateful to you. With all that said, Josie, you're laughing about something. I feel like there's a secret you haven't let me in on. Why don't you go ahead and spill the beans? So last Saturday at the WDWA show, the last match got a little bit violent. Like we had thumbtacks and whatnot, and Hardcore Hush was there, so was Hardcore Sis. And after the show, Hardcore Hush says, Joe, you know, when uh, when they got slammed on the thumbtacks, Hardcore Sis turned her head, and I told her, I said, I said, if you're going to turn your head at that on Sunday, when, uh, on Saturday, when, when uh, you see the uh, deathmatch on him, it's going to be a lot worse. But am I not wrong, Hardcore Hoss? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think she needs to take some antinausea pills because with the amount of gore and guts that she's going to be seeing, especially if this is her first, like, you know, because regular wrestling shows sometimes will have first blood matches and things like that. This is one of those situations where every match is like a first blood match, light tube match. You know what I mean? Something like that. So hopefully she eats plenty for breakfast. Take some anti-nausea pills or something, because let me tell you, bro, I have had the chance to sit ringside at some pretty gnarly shows, and uh, you got to be ready for it. You got to prepare yourself both mentally and physically, because it's pretty damn gruesome. I believe that that morning we were going to try to eat at uh, Tudor's, Tudor's Biscuit World. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope she's ready for it. Um, I know we're waiting for Shane Mercer to join us. There are a couple of things that I want to hit on uh, between now and then. Let's just call it like a continuation of the high spot segment. Also, we have some time for our friends in the FWWC. Uh, JP, if you want to let those folks know that they're willing to call, welcome to call in, uh, go ahead and, uh, and uh, shoot them the link. We want to hear from them as well, whether it just be wrestling or F- FWWC business, we're more than welcome. Uh, they're more than welcome to join us here on the show. But the one thing that I did want to talk about is that uh, recently the pro wrestling world suffered a loss here in the Midwest. And uh, I will say um, it's not somebody that I've had the chance to personally engage with, but it is somebody that um, that means a great deal to pro wrestling here in the Midwest, um, especially and including the St. Louis area. Uh, so, I know that you guys are probably familiar with Dave Ruby and Mr. GQ, who uh, invited us onto their show not too long ago. We had an absolute blast. As you guys know, Mr. GQ and Dave Ruby uh, are also guys that who have who have come on and joined us on the show. So through uh, Rough Cut Rip Ruby, I found out that we unfortunately lost uh, Christopher Vance Jr also known as Pimpin' Al Blundy of PYT, Pretty Young Things. 
So I don't know if we have this at our disposal, Hoss. You can give me the thumbs up, thumbs down. Could we possibly get away with maybe doing a moment of silence or a 10-bell salute for the aforementioned Christopher Vance Jr., a.k.a. Pimpin' Al Blundy? It looks like we do have it. So, guys, let's go ahead and remove our caps just one more time here and honor Pimpin' Al Blundy with a 10-bell salute. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for helping us observe that 10-bell salute. Uh, I'm going to read this from our friends over at Falls Count Anywhere, and then we'll move on. Let's see if we can get some callers on before we get to uh, Shane Mercer, guys. Let's work on that uh, in the background. So here it is. I'll read it straight from our friends over at Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, shout out to our boy, Dave Ruby. Uh, on June 4th, 2021, Friday, June 4th, 2021, we'll be remember as a day of sadness for anyone involved in the Midwest pro wrestling scene. Christopher Vance Sr., known as Pimpin' Al Blundy, to the wrestling world, passed away suddenly at the age of 63. Blundy was a founding member of, PY, of PYT, Inc., managing his son, Playboy Double H, along with other adjoining members of the faction over 16 years. Not only did he have a unique, one-of-a-kind presence at ringside, being one of the most remembered heel managers of all time, but he gave his time, effort, money, and support to every promotion that he was a part of. He constantly gave without wanting anything back in return. Blundy would always say that he didn't have a big role in wrestling because the stars are inside the ring, putting themselves on the line every time they step through the ropes. A lot of us would respectfully disagree as you are and were a big part of this big uh, of the wrestling industry, Al, and will never be forgotten. Uh, real quick before I continue, Hoss, can you hit up Ruby? He's messaging me. I think it'd be great to have him on for a minute or two to talk about this. So can you hit up Dave Ruby and uh, shoot him the link, see if he's got a few minutes for us. Um, for all of us here at Falls Count Anywhere podcast, we extend our love, thoughts, prayers, and deepest condolences to the Vance family as they carry on through this major adjustment in their lives during this time. We will have a special Falls Count Everywhere tribute show to Pimpin' Al Blundy on Thursday, June 17th. Guys, that's next week. Make sure you guys check out Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, more details to come at a later time. PYT, again, Pretty Young Things will never be the same as long as Pimpin' Al Blundy, as he would voice his infamous words, shut up, stupid. That was something that Pippin Al Blundy would say all the time to anybody who had anything to say about PYT. So, again, guys, I know that we like to have a great time. It's all fun and games here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, but we do have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for all professional wrestlers, managers, referees, ring announcers, commentators, you know, so on and so forth. But when we lose one, I think it's more than fair to pause for a moment 
and give them our respect. Guys, any kind words uh, to Big Pimpin uh, before we close this chapter and move on? I mean, I, I didn't really know too much about him, but I, I, I did. I have heard the uh, name, and I know that he is going to be missed in the uh, pro wrestling community. And you know, my thoughts go out to his family and his friends, and you know, and everybody that is affected by his passing. And what about you, Haas? Uh, same goes for me. I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't really know of him that well. Um, I had heard his name a couple times, though. And uh, just any loss in the wrestling world is a great loss. I mean, it, whether you knew them or not, just to hear their name a couple times, you know, you you can kind of feel the loss. So it, it's sad for losing anybody. So thoughts and prayers to all his friends, family, fans, and, you know, everybody who worked with him. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you guys for that perspective. Um, and it looks like we may, uh, if we can get him on before Shane Mercer, Dave Ruby may join us here in just, just a matter of moments, guys, to kind of shed a little bit of further light on Big Pip and Al Blundy. Um, man, I, I know it's tough. And, and here's the crazy thing, guys. I think there is a shortage of professional wrestling managers in this business and to lose another one. And at 63, you can make an argument that it's not necessarily super-duper young, but it isn't super-duper old either. Okay? So let's keep things in perspective. We don't have enough of them as it is. And when we lose a manager that is as well-respected and as well-tenured as Big Pip and Al Bloody Man, um, all I can say is it's a, it's a tragic loss for the world of professional wrestling, man. It, it really, really is. Now, jumping from that to something else, I wanted to give huge kudos to our buddy Herb Simmons and our friends over at SICW. They've got some big stuff coming up here right around the corner. And the first thing that I wanted to highlight that they've got going on is there are rumors that there is a big show coming in October featuring the legendary tag team Demolition. Now, I've had a chance to see Demolition. I saw them here at Metro Pro Wrestling. I thought it was such an incredible thing that we got a chance to see a team like that. They may not be in their heyday anymore, but let me tell you, those guys were kicking ass, and when you can get talent like that in, I think it's something great. So make sure you guys keep your eyes peeled for our friends over at SICW, which, by the way, they are working hand-in-hand now with New Breed Wrestling, and I think that's going to be an absolutely incredible partnership. Now, the other thing that I wanted to share with you guys, and I think I might actually do a screen share on this one if I can get away with it, SICW is introducing a new championship. And I'm going to see if I can get this thing on, okay? Yep, there it is. And boom. Hopefully you guys can see that. Uh, JP, I don't know if you can add that to the um, to the display right now and make it the primary picture. There it is. There it is, my friend. So I'll read it right off the screen for you guys. New, um, new championship belt honoring the legends of St. Louis at the chase. Each member of the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame that was in uh, that was inducted are listed on the belt. 
You will have the opportunity to see it on July 24th at SICW at East Crondelet at the Community Center. This will be a free event uh, for a fan appreciation night uh, to attend. All you need to do is reserve your seats. Guys, I don't want to go too far, but I want to say that this may be one of the most beautiful championships that I have ever seen. And the fact that it's a championship that's dedicated exclusively to the St. Louis area. I know I'm not in St. Louis, but I have a huge appreciation. I know you guys do as well. Just at first glance, hearing the backstory, looking at the championship, what are your thoughts? Because I think this thing is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like an amazing championship. It's uh, it's a gorgeous belt. So it it's a very nice uh, belt. It, it is. What about you, Nightmare? What do you think about it? Is she a beauty or what? Nightmare, you gotta unmute your mic, buddy. Right, you're right. I really like it. I think that, that that's a freaking amazing, amazing belt. Wow. It's pretty, pretty cool. Talk about not only commemorating the history of a city, it actually has the names of everybody that's ever been inducted into the St. Louis uh, Hall of Fame. This is the kind of stuff that I think we need to see a little bit more of when it comes to like preserving the history of a territory, of uh, a city. And I, to be honest with you, I'm a little ashamed. I don't think Kansas City does a good enough job of telling its story. There was a like a DVD that came out like 15 years ago that was produced uh, and, and created by Chris Goff. But there's really not been much to talk about pro wrestling here in the Kansas City area other than a couple of blips on the radar here and there. Huge shout out to KCSW. I ran a couple of shows. A couple of other guys have tried running some shows. I know Journey Pro Wrestling. Shout out to them. They're coming back. They found a new venue. But, man, how cool is it what Herb Simmons and those boys are doing to kind of like preserve the history in something tangible like that. That to me is absolutely incredible. You know what? As much as I love your guys' perspective on it, I think there's somebody that could speak on it even better than the three of us. And he could speak on big Pippin Al Blundy as well. Ladies and gentlemen, making a special guest appearance here on the show is one of our favorite guests of all time. A guy that's constantly helping us get better here on the wrestle talk podcast. Welcome back to the show. Rough cut. Rick Ruby. Hey, what's going on, guys? Great to have you, buddy. We got you on black screen right now, but we can hear you. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I just want to, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so thanks for inviting me uh, on, guys. I just, uh, you know, want to come on, you guys wanted to come on here and uh, kind of, uh, I mean, I was, I did not catch the beginning of the show tonight, but you, uh, you did have, did you get a chance to tell of the unfortunate news, what happened this past weekend? I, I did. Um, and if you want to take video off just so your connection is better, that's okay, bro. We can hear you fine, by the way. No worries there. It looks like you're in the car. Um, so yeah. the reason that I wanted you to come on, brother, is because, you know, Big Pip and Al Blundy. Um, we've heard of PYT. Uh, you know, the, the guys have engaged with us uh, over the last couple of years. Obviously, PYT has been along for a long, uh, around for a long time. But, you know, the loss, I don't think that we could necessarily put the words 
correctly since we weren't as familiar with Big Pippin. I know that you had some familiarity, brother. I know you had a relationship. Can you speak on that briefly for us? What kind of guy was he? Uh, we read the paragraph in False Count Anywhere. By the way, I know you're doing a memorial show on the 17th. I think that's going to be a great deal. Um, but why don't you just sum that up for us in your own words, man, because I know you had a connection with the guy. Yeah, so with Pippin Al Bundy, um, he was a pretty much a stable and one of the founding members of PYT. Um, and of course, for those who don't know, Pimpin' Al Bundy is the actual real-life father of Playboy Double H. Um, so... Yeah, this is a stronger bond than anybody would actually know up here. Uh, the name PYT has circulated throughout the Midwest independent scene, mainly around the St. Louis area, uh, Missouri, Illinois, uh, for many years. Um, but, I mean, Pippinow had a style like none other. Uh, you would never have thought of a man who would come up to come out in a pink sequin fedora and also with a pink <laughs> blazer. And for those who didn't notice, because I actually, I know Playboy Double H last night to kind of help take things off the mind, but apparently, so he wouldn't get trouble for for uh, trademark, they actually, the, the one of the ears was drooping down on the bunny. So Playboy couldn't, the actual corporation couldn't get him on that. So, he, he, but he did that logo himself. He wanted to be part of it because he wanted to be part of what his son was part of. And he initially did not want to be part of wrestling. And part of me here is sirens are blaring by me. The fire trucks are apparently someone, someone's on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he initially only... Uh, Bundy only started out as an announcer, and uh, and actually Playboy Double H said, hey, you know, why don't you just come down with me this one time, and if you don't want to come down anymore, then don't come down. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. So after they came from the back from the match where he was in a manager role, he was like, oh, my God, that's so fun, man. I'm going to keep doing that. So, um, so he progressed on to do something better, and um, – and let me tell you, when he got through the curtain, I mean, he was one of the most, you know, heel managers that got underneath your uh, skin. Uh, the, you never thought a three-word phase would go so famous uh, throughout this area with it being shut up stupid. And, uh, you know, he had his own shirt made up. And, um, you know, he just, all he did is when he was out in the crowd, he really healed it up. And uh, really made you get, I mean, he really got underneath your skin and just like you made you wanted to smack him. But I'll tell you, when he was behind the scenes, um, for every promotion he's been part of, um, if it wasn't for him, uh, Rampage Championship Wrestling would have not gotten to start back again in 2016, it would have stayed defunct. Um, and then when uh, American Championship Wrestling got up and going, uh, he was uh, he was involved in a lot with that. And uh, he helped out the searcher quite a bit with ACW recently with getting a whole bunch of more uh, shows and traveling around and uh, just selling these shows. And um, he really took care of the guys in the back. He actually, this is a guy who would bring, he would prepare food and bring it to the locker room for everybody in the locker room, not just the wrestlers, but everybody involved with the show. 
was badass. Yeah, and th- this is a guy who probably would do anywhere from like 100 to $150 out of his pocket. And even when, at the end of the night, when he would get his pay envelope, he would he would make search and take it back because he didn't want it. Because um, he just wanted to do it for guys. He wanted to do it for everybody that was involved with the show. Um, and he would always say that, you know, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be here. And he kept saying periodically, I'm only doing this about another year or two and then I'm done. You know, I'm done. And, uh, and, and that would be it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, he, he, he was basically, he made himself, he didn't, he didn't really want no glory in this business because he felt that all the stars were in the side of the ropes and he was just, he was just nobody outside the ring. Well, we don't think that at all because he got the crowd stirred up so bad at times. I mean, my God, it, it was if you had a chance to see the guy in action, you would probably want to backhand him too. You know, he was <laughs> in his role. Doing his job, yeah. baby. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, yes, well, Dave, yeah. let, let, I, w- I want to jump in here briefly because we do have our next guest ready to go. Sure. Um, yeah. Dean Mercer, uh, uh, Shane, Shane Mercer, I should say. Well, I know you're familiar with. Uh, they've got a huge show coming up this weekend. I, I guess the final thing that I wanted to, to have you do is make sure – that everybody connects with false count anywhere. I want to give you an opportunity to really push that because you guys are going to be talking about his career. You're going to be having people call in fans. I'm sure playboy double H will be there. I'm sure Mr. GQ will be there. So I don't think we could do it justice here on a little five minute spot, bro. So before you go, man, tell us all about what you got going on on the 17th. Cause I know it's going to be dedicated uh, to a man that I think has gone too soon. And like I said, bro, we don't have enough managers. We do not have enough guys that come to the back and bring food for the boys. We don't have enough guys like that. And to, to lose one like that here in our area in the Midwest territory uh, is super hard, man. And, and though I didn't personally know him, I know how much he means to this area, bro. So please do us that favor. Yeah. So, uh, so on Thursday, this time, we will not have a show this week because his actual funeral will be on Thursday uh, when he'll be laid to rest. So next Thursday on the 17th, uh, we're thinking maybe possibly a start at 7, if not 8 o'clock, but we will post uh, the details. Remember, it's false count everywhere. And make sure you look for that on Facebook, like the page, follow the page, also our YouTube and uh, Twitch channels as well. Um, so we will have, we will be painting tribute to Al Bundy, and we will be Definitely have Playboy Double H on the show. Mr. GQ will be on there helping me with the hosting festivities. Also, Virgil Holmes, who is uh, alongside him as a second with Playboy Double H, will be on as well. And we're going to have multiple uh, wrestlers who are going to come on either on our on our voice line, uh, special voice line, or on video to kind of tell their stories about Bundy and how great of a guy he was behind the scenes and how he really, and even some stories about Bundy. But, um, but yeah, we just, uh, uh, yeah, we definitely lost a good one. Uh, it really hit hard because I really know what it's like to lose a close father figure. And that's, you know, when Playboy Double H is really trying to pick himself up right now. So if everybody can say a prayer, send good vibes to the Vance family at this time, uh, because tomorrow and Thursday are going to be one of the roughest times in their lives ever. So, uh, but next Thursday, the 17th, make sure you're at a false count everywhere. 
uh, find us, and uh, we're going to have a, an excellent show, and nothing but homage and respect, no BS. This is all about a great, because that's what we're here, is to pay tribute to a great guy. And everybody that's on our show, we want to pay tribute to and, and highlight them and showcase them. So please make sure you tune in, because it's going to be one fantastic show. All righty. Well, Joe, John, why don't we go ahead and say goodbye to Dave? Because um, we got to move on to our featured guests. All I can say, though, is, Dave, thank you so much for being here, bro. We appreciate it. We respect you. We wanted your perspective. And hopefully people do go over and check out Falls Count anywhere on the 17th for the Memorial Show. John, Joe, what do you guys got? Just thanks for coming on and, and taking time out of your busy schedule, man. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for the uh, information there. And also, thank you for all your help here trying to uh, get the boards running and stuff for us. I appreciate everything you've done to, to help Same. me with that. So, All righty. Well, much, much appreciated, brother. Thanks for coming on, and we will catch you down the road. Well, with all that said, my friends, it is the moment that you have been waiting for. We apologize for the delay. That match went a little over. <laughs> for those in the business, you guys will understand that. But let me tell you something. The, the wait is well worth it because when our first hour guest, who is a guy named Akira, the Deathmatch Samurai, calls our other guest crazy, there, there's something to it, in my opinion. If a deathmatch wrestler calls you crazy, I don't know about you, Jonesy, but that says something to me. You got to be yeah. one badass, crazy motherfucker for another badass, crazy motherfucker to call you crazy. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to the show. A man that I think we've been itching to get on for a long time. A guy who's going to be participating in a huge event this upcoming weekend, I, I could not be any more excited. And I'm actually kind of jealous because my two counterparts here will actually be there and I won't. Talk about being a salty little bitch, bro. That's exactly how I feel right now. The fact that you guys are going to be there to watch this event makes me extremely jealous. Guys, I'm going to get revenge. At some point, I'm going to get an opportunity to go to the East Coast. I'm going to get an opportunity to go to IWA show. But I don't know if I'm going to get to see a show like Masters of Pain. And guess who's in it? Ladies and gentlemen, our second featured guest of the evening, the one and only Shane Mercer. What's up, y'all? What's going on? How's it going? What up, brother? Uh, it's literally going. I'm uh, Most of you already know, but for the viewers who's watching this and seen it, I'm a... Uh, in the airport right now, so I'm doing what I can with talking. We got the mask on and everything going on right now, so we'll see what's up. Thank you. Thank you for being here, brother. We really appreciate it. That's no problem at all. Go ahead, Josie. Lead it off. All right. So, you know, I guess that my my first question is is you are a professional wrestler. Why did you choose? To go into the, the deathmatch style of professional wrestling. Well, just like most people nowadays in wrestling, I first started out, you know, as a little kid growing into the business more and started out doing backyard stuff. And growing mm -hmm. up, whenever you do that, of course, you always see all the stuff that you picture with the light tubes, the bar bar, all this. It just kind of becomes an element whenever you grow up idolizing people like Big Foley, Undertaker, and the things that you see. 
and beating up your buddies along the way. Well, after doing all that stuff for years and actually already kind of having that in my brain and my blood a little bit, I finally went professional into the business and then didn't really do a whole lot of hardcore stuff or deathmatch anywhere. But there was always that little niche that was inside of me that was like, man, I see the realm of guys like Metro, I see the realm of guys like Madman Pontiff, White Deer, guys like that. But I didn't really like give it a chance, really. I had a few outings here and there. I faced uh, Isaiah in a four corner chain ball ball rope match. I faced uh, Aiden Blackheart in California at the Crimson Crown. That's where I got that one picture where I'm all like sucking blood. But then last year, when uh, COVID hit, it felt like the deathmatch world opened up more than ever. And I feel like it was my time to really show what I can do in that world. Wow. Yeah, that, that's... Opportunity, baby. Opportunity. Absolutely opportunity. So, we did a little word association and with Akira, our first guest, and when he meant, when we mentioned your name, he said, crazy motherfucker. Now, what does it mean to you when, when somebody that is, is you know, established in deathmatch wrestling, who is also a crazy motherfucker, calls you crazy? <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's known me outside of the business a little while too, so he uh I guess he knows what my mind uh comes up with. <laughs> Man, so what is your go-to song when when you get ready for your wrestling matches? Like, what song gets Shane Mercer pumped up to get into the ring? I'll just usually anything hard as hell, but I mean honestly, I'll just play my theme music. Lately, I've been uh I used Lacuna Coil, Heaven's Alive for years because I always mm. love like the. Uh, the heavy metal songs with like the touch of a female singer. But then in the past two years, I feel like it revamped, you know, of course, for me doing the death matches. And it's just a change of me or who I was. So I started using Tech Nine Demons and just love. Yo, yo, Kansas City right here, baby. Hey, I'm broadcasting from KC. Much respect for the Tech Nine, bro. I like that shit. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's from here, baby. We're real proud of Tech Nine. One day, one day, if possible, I need Tech Nine to play me live out to the ring. Oh man, that would be freaking awesome. Hey, you know, you know, anything is possible, right? You know, shit. <laughs> yeah, boy, that shit would be bad as fuck. So I, I guess that, that my last question before I throw it to oh, Renee, shit, I know, <laughs> my last question before I throw it to Renee, because I know he has a bunch of questions, is. This match, this tournament that you have coming up this this Saturday, you know, you you've got the likes of Slack, you've got the likes of G Raver, Akira. How are you preparing yourself for this tournament? Well, just like it, just same way, you know. No matter who I face, whoever I get in there with, I want to toss their ass around. I don't care if it's Akira, I don't care if it's G Raver. They've all had a little bit of touch of me somewhere, so they know a little bit of what I'm capable of. And they better hope I don't get my hands on them or their ass is gonna go flying. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh shit! We got a drop for that. Oh my gosh! I, that sounds like shots fired, John. I don't know about you. That sounds like shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> and me and uh, me and Black actually have some unfinished business anyway from uh, ICW weekend. Oh. We had the first ever one on one there, and it didn't have no clear winner. So I think it's time me and him to finish up something. There you go. There you go. All right, well, Renee, I know that you've been itching. Yeah. So the floor is yours, sir. Uh, no doubt. I appreciate it, man. Well, listen, I don't necessarily want to play word association, but I do want to ask you about a person who really is helping facilitate all this for us, man. 
Um, Madman Pondo. Uh, there's been books written. Shout out to our boy John Cosper, the author of the Madman Pondo book. But you've had a chance to interact with him quite a bit, man. Can you give us some insight when you're sitting with the dude? What's your perception of him? How does the locker room look at him? I know he's a guy who's uh, you know been through the same battles that that you that you're going through right now in Deathmatch Wrestling and beyond. What what is your perception? How do you feel about Madman Pondo? How do you sum a guy like that up? Man, Madman Pondo, of course, is in his name. He's a freaking madman. He's crazy as hell. But he's also one of the most, uh, you know, dudes that you would come to backstage that would, that would help you out any time of the day. He's always putting his neck out there for you. Him, Tracy Smothers, guys like that. that you don't see many of man, them God rest Tracy Smothers, man. Uh, and, uh, you don't see many guys like that anymore. Like that's a that's a cloth that's cut from that you don't, I don't feel like you see much from. Hopefully, you know, in my day and age, you'll eventually see people like myself and others following that same limelight in order to help out the young crew, not just for clout because they actually care. But Fondo's definitely one of those guys that's always stuck his neck out for me. He's always in pretty full health. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have went to JCW and became champion there. You know, he's the one that got me started there originally. So, I mean, I owe Pondo a lot, and he's always been a cool dude to me. Well, you know, I know he's been a cool dude to us, man. Part of the reason that we're talking right now, man. So shout out to him. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, I asked the same thing to Akira. So highlights, lowlights, bro. You've had a lot of badass matches. I'm sure fans would have differing opinions. What would you consider to this point to be one of your highlights or your best matches and maybe a lowlight or one of your worst matches? Uh, are you talking about just death matches or just in general? Whichever. Well, yeah, whatever. The whole scope. Yeah. I like uh, I really like one of my matches uh, two years ago with GCW against uh, Sakamoto. That was a pretty good challenge. Him coming over from Japan and the language barrier between us and us getting to lock it up. That was a good test. I always like my matches against uh, KTB. Uh, every time me and him and uh, me and Dickinson lock up, I just love those battles with the Hoss battles, as they call it. Right. Yeah, but I also love the Styles class. I feel like a lot of promoters sometimes are like, they'll be like, oh, here, here's a. Here's a big strong dude. Let him fight the other strong dude. Or, hey, this guy high flies. It's always like a right. match of styles. Yeah, I love it whenever you see like a high flying dude versus somebody that's like extreme or somebody that's like old school Memphis facing somebody that's like just hardcore. Like that weird shit. I love that. That's bad as shit. Well, speaking of that, is there somebody, uh, and I'll say peers, I mean, we, we don't have to get ridiculous and, you know, talk about legends of the past or anything like that, but is there anybody in the field right now that, that you could potentially have a match with that you haven't had a chance to have one yet that you want to? Uh, I've said this before, but I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate it. I haven't had a one-on-one T-Raver. That needs to happen. Nick Gage, me and him, supposed to face each other three times now. And Damn. It's always through some reason or another. Yeah, yeah, Shane Mercer gets screwed, but Zack Ryder gets the match. What the fuck? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and him first did face at King of the Death match last year, but then he hurt his ankle at a Beyond show. So he was out until earlier this year at uh, spring break when he finally came back. And, uh, of course, I, uh, I finally got this coming up, but me and Brian Cage are going to finally get the lockdown. Nice. Wow, bro. That would be bad as shit right there. It should be happening on July 3rd at uh, Violence and Suffering, DXS. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I will plug all the social shit at the end to just make sure people can, can keep tabs on it. Final question. I'm going to throw it back to Joe. What gets Shane Mercer going that does not involve wrestling? No wrestling allowed here. What do you love to do? What are some of your favorite hobbies that do not involve professional wrestling? I mean, one, one's pretty obvious, Jim. <laughs> 
Fair. If I go in there and I see, I see somebody in there just like leading it, and I don't mean like, oh, they're doing a bunch of cardio or you know whatever. They're going in there like pushing themselves to the limit, where they're almost like wanting to puke or something. I love that. That gets me hyped knowing they're getting hyped. I love seeing people put passion into what they do. Really, it can be anything. If I just see somebody like their eyes light up, that type of feeling where you know like it's coming from their heart and they really care about something, that's that's different. Because so many people just walk through the motions, just take the steps every day, but they don't give it their passion and their hearts and what they actually care and love. That's just awesome seeing that feels you full of energy and see somebody that's like that true about yourself. Dude, that's bad as shit. And, and the results speak for themselves, right? So, damn. All right, Joey, jump back in here, buddy. We got some, uh, we got limited time. We know Shane's at the airport. So, let's get a couple more questions in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, one of my questions is, 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 what do you think about the possibility of this weekend if you're going one on one with Alex Cologne, who just won a death match tournament just a couple of days ago? Oh, I'm ready for it, dude. I'm ready to see what this new Alex is about. I've actually wrestled Alex. That's a little fun fact for you. Uh, about 10 years ago, we only had one one-on-one. And this is a pre-death match, Alex Cologne. So, yeah, walking in there with him now, of course, it's going to be a whole different story. But, I mean, I'm ready. I don't come into this death match world just unprepared. I'm ready to go full throttle anytime. Absolutely. So, my next question is somebody that, that has, has never been to a death match. I've watched it on TV. I've never actually gone live to a death match. What exactly can I expect? And are there any pointers that you can give me to prepare for this death match tournament? <laughs> uh, lots of glass flying. And if you might come your way, get the hell out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Well, if somebody comes my way, I'm just going to put Hardcore Haas in front of me because nobody's going through Hardcore Haas. <laughs> what do you think about that, Vinay? Uh, I think that Hardcore Haas is a perfect human shield. I, I condone it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, maybe a he, maybe a perfect human shield, but I'm not dumb. I'm gonna move, so you're going to go. <laughs> you still gonna be taking a blow anyway, man. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm just excited about this this death match tournament. Like I'm I'm just excited about you know seeing all these these great great wrestlers. How excited are are you for for this tournament this this Saturday? Oh, I'm ready for it, dude. I mean, it's a, uh, it's been, it hasn't been a long time since I've done a death match, but it's just been a minute. And I think it's time again, especially with the debut of this tournament coming back. I've never been in this tournament before, obviously. It's a different one, so it's time to put my name down in another one of history books. Hopefully, make history this weekend. Absolutely. Well, Nightdown, you know what time it is. So Josie, I got some bad news. I, I know how excited you are about this weekend, and I know you love making me jealous because you know I'm here in Kansas City and I can't go uh, to this incredible weekend with three shows uh, Friday, uh, one uh, girl fight on Saturday during the day, and then, of course, the main event, which is going to feature Shane Mercer. Uh, you might want to get Iron Sheik ready, though, because I got some bad news because tonight's game show challenge pits Nightmare Jones against Shane Mercer. Ooh. You're in big trouble, sir. Oh, no. How do you feel? I want to know how Iron Sheik feels about that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's how it's going to work. Shane, 
We've got a challenge. It's a trivia challenge. You versus Nightmare Jones. I'm getting ready to break down the rules. It will be done in just a matter of moments because I know you got a plane to catch. But, Hardcore Hoss, why don't you do me a favor and hit that game show music? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. This contest is scheduled for best two out of three falls. Our contestants are WrestleTalk Podcast, Nightmare Jones, and the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. In a few moments, I will ask three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout it out. The first person to get two answers correct wins. Do you under, gentlemen understand the rules? Gotcha. Awesome. I'm going to start saying the clues. You can cut me off as soon as you know it. Just shout it out, okay? All right. All right. In honor of tonight's guest, the WrestleTalk Game Show Challenge is titled Hardcore Champions. I will give information about three famous professional wrestlers who have held the hardcore championships in either WWE or WCW. When you guys think you know the answer, again, just shout it out. Are you guys ready? Gotcha. All right. Question number one. And if you guys say it at the same time, uh, Haas will ultimately be uh, the decision maker on the tie. Okay. Question number one. This professional wrestler known for having countless professional wrestlers in his flock is in his long raven raven is correct nightmare jones answered first one point for nightmare jones well done question number two when compiling our information for today's game show challenge it was discovered that this professional wrestling personality held the wcw hardcore championship in june of 2000 at the time he was also an executive for wcw uh, Vince Russo? That is a good no. guess, but incorrect. He would later go on, you can guess again, later he would go on to become the Raw General Manager and be entered into the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame. Most recently, you have seen him as a wrestling personality guest on AEW. Please name him. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is correct. Well done, oh, Nightmare there. Jones. The score is currently two. Okay. Well, I'm glad you stopped the music because question number three is actually worth three points. So, Shane, you still have an opportunity to walk out here with a huge W. Are you guys ready? Yes. Question number three, a 2013 WWE Hall of Famer, this professional wrestler and deathmatch wrestling icon has held countless championships in the WWE, WCW, ECW, and TNA. He is the first ever. Mick Foley is correct, ladies and gentlemen, in the greatest comeback in WrestleTalk podcast game show history. Your winner... Shane Mercer! Get the music, baby! Hey, 
Shane wanted to put his hands up, but he's in the airport, and it would look like he's like putting his hands up to go under arrest. So good, good call by you, not putting your hands. Up. I, do, I do have a few. I do have a few people walking by me, looking at me when the music's playing. Like, what the hell is, what going the hell on? is this guy doing? <laughs> Just tell WrestleTalkPodcast.com, fam. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Anyway, um, so Shane, before you go, two things, brother. Number one, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, bro. Please don't be a stranger. Promise us you'll come back on. Oh, for sure, dude. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Number two, bro, plug your shit. Where are you going to be, and how can people follow you on social? Uh, you can pretty much follow me on all social media by looking up the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. I mean, if you want to look me up on Twitch, you want to look me up on TikTok, look me up on uh, Twitter at the Iron Demon. look me up on Instagram, look me up on Snapchat, look me up on Facebook. I mean, pretty much all social media platforms you can find me by searching it. I mean, you'll see me, uh, of course, this weekend at Master's Train. You see me at IWA Mid South the following week for a two day uh, event there, and then of course you're gonna see me at GCW coming up at uh, Homecoming, and you're gonna see at VXS on July 3rd with me and Brian Cage for the first time ever. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And a bit of a personal note, I wanted Joe and John to say goodbye, but bro, I love your mask, and I thought you would appreciate this—a real, authentic. Sasuke Katana, which would go perfectly with that mask. I know you would dig that. I wanted to show you that. Uh, Jonesy, Hardcore Hoss, why don't you guys say goodnight to the Iron Demon? Just thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. Man, 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 man. Just, I can't wait to, to see you Sunday. I can't wait to, I know that that, that you're going to win. I'm going to say right now, Shane Marshall is going to win the Masters of Pain tournament this Saturday. It's going to happen. Yeah. Anybody that comes in the way, toss him. Good shit. Hey, Hardcore Hoss, what do you got for, uh, for Shane before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, just like Nightmare Jones said, thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure to to see the interview with you here. And uh, just can't wait to see you this weekend. So best of luck to you, and we'll see you down there this weekend. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you all for having me very much. I'll you see got you it. And I know you don't hear this enough, Shane, but please be safe out there. Oh, for sure. Much as I can be. <laughs> You got it, man. All right. From one crazy motherfucker to another, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of episode 349 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Shane, you get on that plane, and uh, if they're going to give you a whole a full cavity search, hopefully it is a very, very hot stewardess that does it. You guys, have a great night. We love you guys. We'll be back next week right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com for Nightmare Jones, Hardcore Hoss, Luke Roberts, and the rest of the Wrestle Talk Podcast team. Even that dick guy. <laughs> we love you. Shout out to the Maestro at I-70 Sports Media. Shout out to our new sponsors, Me Fiesta Rentals. We will make the announcement of who won the prize for giving them a like on social media. Again, that's My Face, uh, My Fiesta Rentals. We'll give you a gift if you go and give them a like on social media. Last but not least, Aaron, give me your information so that we can get you that Zack Ryder autograph picture for winning the caption contest from a couple of weeks ago. If you're still watching us, hit the share button. We love you. Grace and peace to all of you. And we will catch you 
next week right here for episode 350 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast only at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Adios.